All right, so traditionally Advent is broken up into, um, and by the way, this, this whole Advent four-week thing, this is not any kind of God-ordained type of thing from the sense that you're going to find this anywhere in the Bible. This is a traditional thing that's been done for, I don't think, thousands of years, but a few hundred years. Um, and uh, the four weeks tend to fall out to be Hope, love, joy, and peace. You'll see the orders of those switched up. Um, sometimes it'll be hope. Uh, see, I think it, sometimes it, it more uh, another common version is hope, then peace, then joy, then love. Um, this is the second week we're going to talk about love. Uh, and as I dig into this idea of love and Advent, the word Advent... Um, an easier way for me to think about that word is to think about technology. That's the way my brain works. And so you say, like, um, the advent of the television or the advent of something. is It's referring to the coming of something or the arrival of something. So that's kind of the history of that word advent. And then what has happened over time is that um, we capitalize it, make it a proper, more God-reverent word, and Advent then becomes this looking forward to the coming of God in some form. And so you've really got two different major Advents that we can talk about. Um, you've got this idea of the incarnation, this idea that God becomes human, um, and that's Jesus' birth a couple thousand years ago. Um, and then we've got this other Advent concept, this other coming of sorts, um, which is this return, oftentimes called second coming, these types of things. Now, here's what's kind of funny. When I looked up to find these photos on, uh, um, on Google, if you look up incarnation and look for photos, you find what I would consider to be very appropriate photos. You see different kinds of photos with babies and things like this. When you look up anything about the second coming or the return, you get freaky photos. Like you get all these, you got these goofy looking pictures of Jesus and Jesus with wings and all kinds of just like really, really crazy stuff. At least it seems crazy to me. I mean, the difference between the two, because I did it right back to back, just it made me, I was sitting there just chuckling to myself. And um, so I chose this one, primarily chose this picture of a little bright dot in the sky only because for me, the one thing we know that when Jesus left was that he ascended up. And so there were people standing there looking. And so it kind of had that vibe to it. So I, I, I put that down. Uh, but we really know very, very little about what that second coming is really going to look like. And you can have scholars that will fight all day about, you know, they have you know this belief in their mind about exactly what it's going to be. And then there will be another scholar that has some completely different view of that. Um, so when we talk about Advent, we really can talk about either one of those. Um, and uh, But for the most part, during the holiday season, we're really talking about uh, not the anticipation of Christ's coming, but the, um, the concept of that anticipation when he came 2,000 years ago um, and was born. Um, I'm going to skip past this. I was going to maybe uh, have us all sing Silent Night while we lit the second candle, but I sensed the stir amongst the children and thought it was probably time to move us along a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I don't know how to wear it. 
Is it is it the blowing that's getting it? I don't know. Yeah, it says it is. Is that any better? Still doing it? I'm on the way down here. Is that any better? No better? It will be once it cranks it. All right. Yeah, we bought this new microphone thinking we'd really done something great and uh I think we just I think we walked backwards about ten years. So all right. Is that working now? It's, it's is it not cutting in and out a little less? It's better. All right. All right, so love, love. What do you guys think of when you think of Advent and you think of love? You guys can talk a little bit today if you want. What kind of love are we talking about? Agape? Yep. Okay. What's that look like? What else? You can see a lot of different words that uh, this um, somebody put together to make this picture. All different, uh, maybe aspects or uh, uh, different ways of thinking about the types of love that God shows toward us. Any other thoughts on love in terms of Advent? Yeah, the the incarnation. Um, t- there's for me, it seems like maybe there's ninety percent of my questions about um, God. I suspect will never be answered. Um, I'll never really grasp them. Um, you know, hopefully that'll change, but that's what it feels like. But I think the incarnation, this idea of God coming to Earth, and it's His Son, but yet it's Him, but yet it's a human. And it's a baby, and you know it's a 
it just it just messes with my mind. Um, but uh, like Jess said, you know, this idea of handing that over, being a parent myself, I think if you're not a parent, it's much more difficult to grasp that. But being a parent, um, you realize that bond you have between a parent and a child is uh, is just really. Um, it's just something you almost have to live through to really grasp it. Okay. Hmm. I want you guys to hear. Yo. Okay, bring it on. Yeah, thanks for sharing. So, yeah, love. I think um, I'm going to take us down, uh, and we're going to keep this relatively brief. I hope to be done in about 15 minutes. Uh, it's always dangerous to say that, but uh, um, we're going to keep it fairly brief today. Um, this is an old, this is an actual law. This is an ancient law that was written up, and I want you guys to listen to this closely. It says, if people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman... And she gives birth. Now, this is a weird law, by the way. If people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman, and she gives birth prematurely, but there is no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. Is that love? Think about it. Is it love or is it not? Say it again. Okay, so so, so maybe the offender could be showing some love by actually doing... But what about this idea of uh, this this end of this, where you're forcing life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth? Okay. Ah. Got to kind of think about it from both sides, don't we? Yeah, so in case you're wondering, that is from the Bible. That's from Exodus. That's Exodus 21. Um, this is occurring in the chapter just after the Ten Commandments are laid out in Exodus. So you've got the Ten Commandments being laid out, a law of sorts that we hear a lot about, 
And then right in the next chapter, they've got this much more stringent set of uh, more of a legal-based type of laws that are laid out. Okay. Now, a lot of you be more familiar then. We'll burn that one up. I, I had to use that transition because it's just so cool. So, um, This is in Matthew. And so Jesus is saying, since you've heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. I'll tell you, this has disturbed me for quite a while. And I was listening to a podcast um, back a while where they were talking about this idea of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and the fact that 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 wasn't a man-made law. That was a biblical law put in place in the Old Testament. And so you feel like the Bible's fighting itself. That's that's where my brain takes this. And so you've got to kind of deal with that. So what I want to do is I want to back up a little bit here because I saw you guys struggling a little bit with this. I want to back up. Back up one more. Um, I want to back up to this. And I want us to really, really work through this. And I'm not going to say we're going to come to a, a conclusion today about this. But for me, I have two basic thoughts about this. One is something changed. Some time ago, 3,000 years ago, this was something that God put in place. And it was right, and it was holy, and now it's not. Or, or we're confusing things. We're confusing Christianity and earthly laws. Where we might be confusing the differences between how we ought to be living and the difference versus what we have to do because we live in a broken world. And, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, this is something I really, really struggle with. I really struggle with. Um, the person that I was listening to on the podcast was basically taking the stand that they feel that um, God really doesn't want this, never wanted this, but it was the only way to get through the evil world that, it was, that he was having to have his people live within, is that there needed to be some structure put in place um so like i said it's this complicated topic to think about how do we love how do we love jesus himself is saying let's go back to what jesus said just so we capture get the flames again by the way so this is going to be really great come on there we go um So Jesus says, you've heard it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So first of all, do you guys see contradiction? Yes or no? We've got one yes for contradiction. We've got a contradiction here. You guys see some contradiction. Anybody else? A form of sacrifice. Keep going. Okay. 
Okay. No. No. No, thanks. We'll, we'll go back here and we'll come back to Jesus. Judy, you were going to say something? Are you withdrawing now? Goodness, hands are coming up like popcorn. Okay, Julie. Mr. Richie, you've not talked yet, so go.
Yeah, I feel, I, I think one thing we'd be confident about in this case is that this is not the way God ever wanted it to be. That we can probably all agree on. Um, the difficulty of this for me is, is in most of Jesus' teachings, what we're learning is a lot about how we are supposed to act and how we function and how if things are being done to us, how we should be responding because these are really these building blocks that make the world a beautiful place. But we do have this other aspect that you don't really hear Jesus deal with much other than kind of keeping it away from him, which is that if you're living in a world, and uh, Mr. Ritchie, I liked what you said, because if you're living in a world where someone is coming in and destroying things, there becomes a point at which we need to do something. Someone's coming in uh, figuratively with a machine gun, and, or literally even, and trying to hurt things, and we have to respond. And someone might say, for example, well, I, I, I'm not a supporter of the uh, death penalty, and I personally am not a supporter of the death penalty in any way. However, to argue that to put someone in prison for the rest of their life is automatically substantially more humane than doing something else to them is, is not necessarily solid either. Um, so, in fact, I'm just going to keep going here because I'm running out of time. Um, and so I look at this, and, and I actually, as time goes on, and it's really been a struggle for me because I want to just throw it all out. But there is some love nestled in this. And if you think about it as a parent, um, what kinds of things do you implement into your own house uh, that are things that your children don't necessarily appreciate very much, but you do them to keep your house intact? And sometimes it's, it's things that are really hard to do. Um, and so that's what I've been kind of working through. So what I want us to get into, um, well, this quote here from C.S. Lewis I thought was just awesome. Um, he said, agape love is, is, is all giving and not getting. It's, it's this idea of this first person, how do we move forward with it? He says, giving money is only one way of showing charity to give time and toil uh, is far better and for most of us harder. Um, I'll read that again. Agape love is all giving, not getting. Giving money is only one way of showing charity. To give time and toil is far better and for most of us harder. So I'm thinking about love and I'm thinking about these weeks coming forward. Um, and some of you have heard me talk about stuff like this in the past. But I really want us to um, think about the holidays and really think about this idea of how we handle love. So I'm going to break it into two categories. The first one is love consumers. Love consumers. That's kind of a weird word. Um, but it's this idea, are you someone, am I someone who is the one looking for the love to come into me? Or am I going to be the one turning that the other way during the holiday season? Because holidays, how many of you really can't wait to spend time with family on the holidays? A few of you, yeah. And how many of you are just dreading it? Yeah, don't, we, won't t we won't tell your families. Don't worry. Y you're like that. It's a rock rocky road, rough, rough water. It's something. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It can be tough. Um Let's look at love consumers. I want you guys to think about these phrases and see if you can pick a place where you've done this in the past. Because I can tell you, I can easily do that. What 
this is something you might be saying when you go into the holidays. What are they doing for me this year? I find it's amazing how I can go to my family's house or Jill's family house, and if I'm not consciously thinking about it, as soon as I walk in the door, I am ready to go hit the recliner and see what I can get out of this scenario. You know, what are they going to feed me? What are they going to do for me? Um, it always annoys me because they ask me to do the prayer, which seems to just really just, just bug me. Isn't that ridiculous that that would bug me? I mean, that, that should be something I really appreciate. But uh, but it, something about that kind of bugs me. What are they doing for me this year? Let's look at another one. Isn't that a neat transition? I, I got that one too, so I thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. Um, how many of you said, could they be on time for once in their life? Yeah all about what you get out of the situation. If blank doesn't happen this year, then I got a little frowny face. If I don't get Are you guys connecting? You guys you guys do this? I do this. Yes, no? Maybe not. Let's get another one up here. Why do I always have to do the prayer? Why do I always have to bring the dessert? Why do I always have to be the host? Why do they always have to come to my house? Right? Are you guys with me? I might be. I might be. I might be. I I will tell you, the reason I'm bringing these questions up is I can see times in my past when I've struggled with this, um... And it's destructive. It really is destructive. And then finally, and this one, if some of you catch yourself saying this, Christmas would be better without them around. I mean, that is hardcore. But have you ever thought it? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's, I can see scenarios in every, all five of these. I went back and looked at them. Can I see scenarios where those are healthy? And, and I actually, there are times when we're talking about the destruction of your family, the destruction of the environment you're in, that it might be healthy to ask or think about these. Um, but if you find yourself regularly letting this be a part of your, uh, your mindset, you might be falling into that love consumer. Um, the other one I'm going to say is love distribution. Agape permeation. Agape permeation. Permeation means it is something that is soaking through an environment. And so to give you an example of what I mean by agape permeation, who can you think of a single person that is like this beloved person that every holiday you can't wait to see them? Jill has a, um, an aunt named Mary Ann. And Mary Ann is one of these people that when she walks into the room, she has agape permeation. I mean, it... The room just lights up, and I mean, everyone loves to be around Mary Ann. I mean, she just lights up the world around her. You know, it's one of these people you want to strive to be be uh, be like. So, let's look and see what agape permeation might look like. There are some simple things, and this is something that I try to think of uh, when I go to my in-laws' houses: is just a simple question, "What can I do to help?" Or, literally, say. I'm going to go wash the dishes. Don't even ask. Just say, I'm, I'm stepping in and helping. 
I know it seems a little trivial, seems a little goofy, um, but for me, it's really made a big difference. Um, I can overlook that. I'm just happy to see you. How many of you have that thing that somebody does that you just can't get over? You just can't get over. They just bug you every time you're around them because they always laugh a certain way or they always do this or they always bring that or they always say this phrase that you just can't stand. I used to work with a lady that would always say, that's just peachy. And like to this day, when someone says that's just peachy, it just, you know, off the chart for me. Sorry. Why do you use that phrase? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. It's all right. See, I, I can overlook that. I'm just happy to see you. All right. I appreciate you and the gift you gave me, the silly gift you gave me, right? Right? How many of you guys are going to get gifts for the holidays and you're just like, why did you spend money on that? Why did you do that? Did that ever happen? Yeah? Yeah. This is one that uh, I actually learned this one a long time ago, um, and I don't remember what scenario I was in where someone talked to me about this. But this concept of when you see your friends and your family on a holiday and you say, how are you? that you literally mean it and you stop and carve out a chunk of time to hear the response, which might take half an hour. How are you? And then listen intently. Man, I tell you, that listen intently part of it is can be so tough, but it can be so beautiful. And, uh, and it's the kind of thing that will uh, make love permeate. Say and show love and you'll get plenty in return. It's uh, the normal upside-down world of Christ. Um, every time you give more, you get more. I mean, it's so rare for that to not it Occasionally it doesn't happen, but it's so rare for that to not happen. If you can walk into that environment, if I can let God lead me through that environment that maybe I wasn't so excited about getting into, um, I find out when I leave at the end of the day, uh, it was reflected back to me in a way that I never, never expected. All right. So I want you guys to think about this. What's your past and your future look like? Oh, that's, that's another nice one. Do you see that? That's great. It's like Disney. Um, so how have you guys not loved well in the past? This isn't a time to speak out, but take a minute and think about that. How have you not loved well in the past? I tell the same stories over and over and over, um, and so my kids get tired of it, but there was a year that I was so frustrated because I didn't get something that I wanted. And I was, I just couldn't believe my parents did it. My parents bought me a class ring, which I really didn't want. I didn't give a hoot about a class ring. They bought me this gold class ring thing. And uh, I really wanted a motorcycle tire because we all know in the long run, motorcycle tires are what really matter. And, um, and then that afternoon, I got down to Jill's house. We were dating and uh, found out the reason my parents didn't, didn't get me the motorcycle tire is because Jill had gotten me the motorcycle tire. Man, I tell you what. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I'm still somewhat warped from it. All right. What have we got next here? Come on. There we go. How, how have you shown agape love in the past? 
So what has gone well? Can you think of those examples where you're, you, you can look back and you say, yeah, I, I left that holiday meal or I left that gathering or I did that thing with my kids or whatever and it really went well. And try to think about how you can, uh, uh, can repeat that. Uh, I think we got one more here. Oh, yeah, and say, yeah, just simply, what are you going to do different this year? Um, it's something to chew on because I was thinking about Thanksgiving this year and how if it isn't at the front of my mind how um, I cannot be an agape permeation type of person. Um, and it wasn't that I was a bad person this year at Thanksgiving, um, but I, I was thinking about my mom's house, and I mentioned to my mom, I said, you need, you need me to do anything, Mom? She's like, no, 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 everything's fine. I said, all right. I went on in and sat down in the living room and propped my feet up, had another glass of sweet tea. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm kind of thinking back about that. I'm just kind of like, yeah, no, in the past, I've actually said, hey, Mom, um, uh, where's the soap or whatever? I'm going to start cleaning things up here. Or, or I just start doing something. And you realize that she really, really appreciated it. And uh, but have to really think about that, you know. So what are you going to do different this year, right? Does anybody have anything they want to share before we close out? We're going to close out in just about a minute here. Yeah, Pim. Yep. Oh, really? Okay. I found it's actually easier to just not be a Christian at work. So, kidding, 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 kidding. No, you're right. And it's amazing what one solid, God-following person loving his coworkers, her her coworkers, can do for an environment. It's absolutely mind-boggling what it can do. All right, anybody else? Can't top what Tim just said. Guys, let's pray, and um, and hopefully you guys are going to be able to carry some of these uh, these thoughts uh, in the next few weeks um, to make this holiday season, this Advent season, even more beautiful uh, than it's going to be without our interference. So let's pray, God. God, it's a it's a simple a simple message, a simple thought about just trying to live the way you want us to live. But I'm, uh, I'm not being uh, realistic with myself if I don't recognize how hard it sometimes is. God, I ask that you will help me, that you'll help all of us in this room to show your love. Help us to uh, be able to turn that cheek. Help us to not get all hung up in worldly law and the ways that... Uh, we deal with uh, evil in the world through our governments, but help us to get completely hung up with the way we deal, e- deal with evil with your help one-on-one. 
Help us to go to our workplaces, as Tim said, and show your love. Help us to go to our family reunions and show your love. Help us to run into strangers and show your love. We ask that uh, you will use us to change lives this holiday season. And we ask that we'll put a smile on your face with the actions that we, uh, we do in, your, in, uh, in honor of you. We thank you for being our Father. We thank you for loving us and teaching us what love is all about. It's through Christ we pray. Amen.